Nasty Sluts. Welcome to episode two of the Slutrepreneur podcast, where we glorify sluts who make money. Today, I will be interviewing Kinsey the Happy Fairy, who is a well-known hairstylist in Charlotte, North Carolina, now salon owner, and likes to post pictures of her great butt on Instagram. We will dive into the world of her polyamorous lifestyle and our mutual love of Hitachi's. This episode is sponsored by TheHornyStoner.com, providing you with the best bongs and butt plugs on the internet. Use code SLUT for 10% off your first purchase, and make sure to follow at TheHornyStoner on Instagram for daily giveaways, and most importantly, all of the sex-positive and stoner-friendly content you could ask for. Now let's get right into the show. So I guess we're just going to pretend it. like we're having a casual Dive conversation. We are having a casual <laughs> conversation. I'm excited that you're here in my dirty home. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so welcome back everybody. I have a very special guest today who is a longtime friend of mine. Her name is Kinsey, the happy fucking fairy. <laughs> I love her. She's a dear friend of mine and... We fucked one time. We did. <laughs> we had sex. I think it was twice. <laughs> You'll have to remind me of the second time, but I'm really <laughs> excited to tell you guys about Kinsey's vagina. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. It's it's she's pretty solid. We'll tell well you know, hi, introduce everybody. yourself. Say hi. Hi, I'm Kenzie the happy fairy. <laughs> the happy fucking fairy. So, I had sex with Anna once <laughs> twice, maybe. <laughs> As you guys can tell, I'm I'm a little excited and a little nervous. I have Kinsey in front of me. She's on the bed in fishnets, so it doesn't make it any easier. It's a struggle, you know, it's a struggle. Uh, Okay, but we, I think we need to give a backstory of like how we met. Let's kind of go down memory lane a little bit. That sounds good. Do you want, do you want to tell it? (laughs) I I don't even remember how it happened. I'm so giddy right now. I'm sorry. I can't do this. I love it. You're so cute. I'm I happy. know. It just I, I just think of like all the really special memories we had. We did. We had a lot of fun. Well, we were so young and dumb and like I mean, invincible. I you when you were you know? eighteen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you were I was, like nineteen. Oh man. So yeah. I had a dance team for those who don't know, and Kinsey was a part of it. So we were always like getting dressed up, wearing costumes, and... Shaving each other's legs. Yeah, and that's how we became, like, professionals, but, like, friends way back then. But I was always, like, drawn to your energy. Aw, yeah. I, like, we are both very um, entrepreneurial. Is that the word? Yeah, entrepreneurial. Yeah, (laughs) like, we both both had a lot of hustle, so we always... We were super motivated. Hard. Like, what yeah. can we, how can we take this to the next level? Like, let's make this photo shoot. How can we use it to make money or yeah. booking? And God, you always helped me like so much immensely with like costumes. And yeah. The and there was one point where you quit dancing as much and did kind more of like the background charge. stuff. And then I went and danced a ton. Like, yeah. we would drive to like Asheville yeah. and Greensboro and. That's when I was focusing on, like, other businesses and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you were, like, starting. So there was, time. like, weird kind of gaps in between, but I do remember, like, being into women and knowing that you were, and I was like, we need to go on a date. Yeah. 
So I asked you to five church. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Just me and you. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, my man at the time was like, this is all you. Like, I want you to experience whatever you want, like your rules. And I was like, okay, like, I'm going to be the dude about this and like ask her (laughs) on a date and like invite her over and pay for her dinner. Like, it made me feel so good. It was. It was fancy. It was. I had never been, like, wined and dined by a lady before either. So Swooned. I was like, what, the, what is this? This is dope. <laughs> and it was, like, me and you, like, two little girls in this fancy fucking restaurant, like, holding hands on our way in. Like, I know. It was very oh cute. Oh, my God. If and you- I'm pretty sure... We we always managed to like get hammered underage too at like really fancy places. <laughs> we did some crazy shit, but I basically brought you home and we took a we fucking... took a bubble bath and smoked a blunt. In yeah, the bath. my man was in the bathroom on the floor rolling blunts for us, and it felt in that moment. I don't think I've ever done anything more proper. <laughs> I was like, this is the peak. <laughs> yeah, our peak at 18. They were very, like, fancy, advanced sexual encounters, I would say. Like, we did it right. It definitely yeah. set a very high bar for my, like, expectations of future relationships. Because I was like, I want to eat nice food. I want to yeah. dress up. And I want my mans to do everything for yeah, me. Yeah, it's a good look. Yeah, you yeah, know, it, it definitely set, like, the, the tone for both of our future endeavors. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely stole one of your moves, like, recently. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is this the one you told me about? Yeah. There's – I uh, Anna and her man's, like, took me on a really fancy, like, cocktail date one time. And we, like, went home and all. Wait, wait. That that was the second date then, Yeah. Right? Yeah. The first one was okay. just us. Well, let, let's go back to the first one because – I do, I don't know if it went down that night, but I remember I kind of had a discussion with my, and for everyone who doesn't know my man, you'll get to know him soon enough, but for now, he's just my man for his (laughs) privacy. (laughs) But uh, we had a discussion beforehand and I was like, look, like, I want to feel her out. I want to figure out, like, you know, if you come to the picture, I don't want you to, like, scare her off and I don't want to... Like, basically, I don't want you to put your dick inside of her just yet. Like, I want it to, like, have a female experience with you. And I think that was that that night we all kind of interacted, but I don't think he had sex with you. No, I don't think so either. So, I'm like, was that a threesome, technically? I mean, you 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 don't have to have have penis and vagina for it to be sex or a threesome. But I was thinking about that, and I was like, there's probably so many people with boyfriends who want to have threesomes but they're super jealous and they don't want their man's dick in another vagina or they don't want yeah. to see it and I think we were like ahead of the game at that time because we were having heavy conversations and yeah do you know what I'm trying to say yeah like, but I, I well we've always been just very like open, open about sex and sexuality which I think is why we hit it off so well in the beginning because yeah. we were both like we can just talk about this and it doesn't have to be weird it's only weird if you make it weird so and I'm very good at, like, reading situations, True. too. Like, I kind of, especially if I'm, like, the unicorn, per se, of a threesome. Yeah. Like, I definitely follow the girl and the couple's lead always. Right. Like, she sets the tone, exactly. I feel like, for me. Like, everyone matters, obviously. But I'm always, like, very aware that, like, I'm entering your home space. 
and I want yeah. everyone to be comfortable. So, but I mean, it was chill. It's good. Yeah. I, I think at that time I was so young and my goal wasn't to have threesomes forever. You know, I think yeah. that kind of eventually turned into what it is or what it was, but at that time, my goal was just wanting, like, that female connection, and it turned me on that he could kind of somewhat experience it, yeah. like, on the sidelines. Like, there's something sexy about that. Yeah, I think he just kind of, like, rolled us blunts and was kind of just there, but kinda, wasn't, like, maybe so, Yeah, a little handsy or whatnot, just kind of yeah. made some connections. Maybe you, like, sexy stick or something, <laughs> but, like, I don't really think I did anything Yeah, he definitely him. took care of me while you were in, in the room, but yeah. it was, like, the more I thought about it, I was like, wow, how could we use that story to possibly not educate, but just kind of help others out as to, you you know, you can make a connection happen and it doesn't, sex doesn't even have to be involved. No, no. I think you just have to be very, like, upfront about your guidelines. Even if you yeah. don't know what they are That's yet, true. you have to just say, like, I think that I'll be comfortable with this and I think I'll be uncomfortable with this and just feel it out as it goes. Like, talking about it beforehand, I feel like is it crucial but doesn't that kind of take the mystery out of it too like if you're on tinder and you're throwing your guidelines out there like does it make it easier maybe, does it maybe because I'm I don't have a lot of free time these days like back then it was like mysterious and fun now I'm it's different now I guess for me personally because I'm like I'm just trying to get a little well, get a little thing on the side yeah. and I just want to be up front and it's kind of like business yeah know, in a way <laughs> sorry <laughs> Please don't misconstrue that. But I I don't know. There was something so like magical about it was very organic. What we, exactly. It was very organic. But you can't you can't just find that. That's like a once in a lifetime thing. Aww. And then to still have like a friendship after it too is very rare, I feel like. Yes. To not have like judgment or be like, oh man, you like fucked my dude. Like yeah. I don't even think about it like that right. anymore. You know what right. I mean? So it's hard I it, it was a very special organic friendship well i have to say if anyone's down to get down <laughs> the, the bathtub is a nice warm-up to it is yeah you know it's I, it's like that transition of when our chicks in your house and it's like how you know i i desire this and you, you want it to be organic and i think yeah there's different ways as someone who's being the dominant has to initiate that. Mm -hmm. You know, in my in my mind, I think of, you know, like bathtubs or massages. I mean, is there? Yeah. do you have any tricks up your sleeve? Um, I don't know. Honestly, I'm good at, like, setting it up, but I'm not good at, like, tapping it in. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be, like, wine and dine you right. and, like, take you out, but I'm never good at, like, making the moves. Like, my, well, my dudes have always got to make the move because I'm, like, I can't tell if I'm this girl likes me and is flirting with me, or if she's just like being nice to me. I can't. No, I'm really it's, bad it's at picking it up. It's hard, especially with chicks, because there is that friend vibe. But I think, like you said, being comfortable and consent is the utmost important oh, thing. Absolutely. And I'm so afraid of overstepping that line yeah. that I will not not get laid, even if she wants to, just because I'm too afraid of. Like, right. And I've never been the unicorn. Like I've never been the one coming to a couple's house. And I couldn't imagine that feeling of like being on their front doorstep, like, Oh fuck. Like, shit's about to go down. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like you, <laughs> it's fun. I think it's fun. I haven't done it in a long time, but it, it was great. 
So I want to change gears because I oh, feel yeah. like we just we got on a we tangent. Jumped probably. right into the threesome pool of. <laughs> I mean, that's how it was, though. You we were know. like, "Hey, girl," I was like, "Hey," yeah. and then you were like, "You want to go to a date?" And I was like, "Yeah,", yeah. and then we were friends and danced. <laughs> so that's how we met everybody. <laughs> But with this being the Slutrepreneur podcast, uh, quickly, I just want to ask you, because I know you're a Slutrepreneur, but what makes you one, in your words? What makes me one? Um, ooh, I mean, I have opened my own salon at 24. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if being a slut is how it happened, but I definitely consider myself to be a slut, and I'm very, like, open and forefront about being sexual and posting, like just about as much of nudity before getting reported on Instagram. And my Instagram is how I run my business. So they kind of go hand in hand. And I think it is more towards like women empowerment as mm-hmm. opposed to like, like a sex work, which I love yeah. sex workers. I think they're amazing, but most of my following is women. So mm-hmm. I've always been like, you can be slutty if you want. It's okay. You're always you know? posting pictures of your butt. Like you're famous for like yeah. kiss pics and butt pics yeah. and streaking down hotel hallways. <laughs> yeah. That was <laughs> great stuff. That was, a, yeah, that, that one pops up like every year on my time hop. But, but it's raw and authentic. And I think that's why why people admire you because you're not like model-esque about it it's more yeah. like this is my fucking ass i love it yeah like just at home like post i'm very much about like be whoever the fuck you want to be like it, you can do anything while being that person i get i feel like people get really wrapped up in their image especially on social media but I just post whatever I want, and it seemed to work out thus far. How does it make you feel when people use the word slut as something bad? Oh, I immediately am like, I don't think that that's bad. Like, But I try to do it in a very non-confrontational mm-hmm. way. Especially, I've, It's happened at the salon a few times where, because, you know, every, people talk about their feelings at a hair salon, obviously, or someone like a client or whatever will be like, speaking negatively about Mm -hmm. the way someone's dressed or something. And I'll very point out, like, she can post whatever she wants. Like, I post pictures of my butt, too. Mm -hmm. And then they're immediately like, oh. Like, it humanizes it to be like, oh, I guess you're right. Like, she is a person. (laughs) She has feelings, My hairstylist (laughs) posts pictures of her butt. This girl on the internet also posts pictures of her butt. Maybe she's not that bad. So I try to come at it from, like, a compassionate way, like, it's okay. Sluts are people too. You don't have to post pictures of your butt to be right. cool, but she's not a bad person for doing it. I'm not, you know, I still work really hard. I have self-respect like a jillion of my yeah. friends do. Like, it's just nice to somewhat be progressive enough to get to a place where we can be slutty and be proud of it and not be ashamed. And that's what I've kind of built my business on. And it's, it's just so empowering and warming to meet like-minded women who yeah want to be slutty but don't they aren't wanting to have sex with everyone at the same time yeah you know like I feel like when we would dress up for the go-go dancing Mm -hmm. people portrayed us as fucking sluts on stage but I was up there like feeling myself like my energy and the music it had I was not up there wanting dick in me I just was up there for me yeah and I didn't I didn't even like when dudes talk to me we're not here for you like I guess our job is here to entertain you but right 
I got more out of illusion. it, you know, to dancing. Like, we grew up dancing, so that was what was fun. And I, wearing slutty clothes feels good to me. I like it. Yes, that's it. Absolutely. That's at the bottom line. Like, that's what feels good. That's what I like. Like, that just because I like it. But people, I mean, DJs were paying us 50 bucks a girl to dance for, yeah, like, seven, that, which six would, which hours. Which would cover, like, the costume. Yeah, so it was difficult. I think those boundaries we were put in and all the walls we faced really helped both of us as businesswomen to learn oh, yeah. to say no and I deserve more and so that was that was just an interesting time but you actually met your uh what would you say your now ex-husband you met when you were yes doing all of that 19 18 yeah, oh my god it's like two months after I turned 18 so this is very fascinating to me because you were 18 years old and I'm like the mother hen with my dancers watching everyone go through boyfriends and yeah. I'm like, you don't need no man. And you meet this guy at, where was it? He was a ta- he was a tattooer. Yeah. And I was like, Kenzie, don't like, <laughs> brace yourself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you went all in and I'm proud of you yeah, for that. It was great. I mean, we're still, he, even though we're divorced now, we met. Got married, got divorced. Now we're still right. very, very close. Like, he's still a very valuable person in my life. But but someone who loves you, I wa- watched you go through that. And it's just interesting to me because I had never had a friend that married that young and then pretty much was in an open relationship mm-hmm. marriage that I feel like a lot of people who are listening are probably here for that kind of tea. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were open – Way longer than everyone knew, though. Like, before you got married? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were open before we got married. The guy that I was actually fucking and seeing came to our wedding. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he was, like, one of my best friends. So I was like, well, he's coming to the wedding. He came. We all went to the strip club together. It was... So who who initiated that conversation oh before- i did yeah i had a feeling <laughs> i already knew the answer to that yeah um so i mean like like i said we met when i was 18 and like i would i had been sexually adventurous but yeah. not to the level that i wanted to and so i was like so i met a guy and jeremy was like and we had like watched like shows about swingers and stuff before and like had had conversations yeah. about like you know, having sex with other people and stuff. Like, it wasn't like I blindsided him. Like, we had definitely right. talked about it. But I was like, hey, I met a guy, and um, I'm going to, like, fuck him. So, you, do you want to know? <laughs> do you want to break up? Like, what do you want to do? Well, this is, this is fucking crazy to me because in my relationship, it was always, for me, it was always a team thing and a – in something we could do together to bring us closer. And every relationship's different. So you're saying it pretty much was something you wanted to ex- explore without him or yeah. on your own. And you yeah. wanted that for him too? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I'm gross. I'll like sit in the corner and just like watch. Because I'm like. Girl, same. I'll just admit it. Join <laughs> <Yeah>. the club. <laughs> yeah. But that that wasn't what it was. No, I honestly just had wanted to have sex with other people alone like by myself like there's something about meeting someone new and like of course the first time blood flowing yeah like that feeling is just so exciting to me so while you're meeting and or texting this guy that potentially you want to hook up with are you showing the text to your then husband or like how does that process work it was a lot of um 
trial and error because I had never done something like that before and neither had he. So I was like, hey, I really like want to explore being open and I'm going to like probably I'm like met someone and I'm going to like fuck him at some point. Like I can just tell. I guess my question is more of where like how much detail did you give to that? intimate part like where was it so open that you were telling him about the sex you were having or was it he didn't like to hear about it he just liked to know like who I was with and that I was safe and if I was coming home so that was like a boundary for yeah him that you which which we found out because I came out. home after I fucked him and I was like so if something happened last night do you want to know or not so my ex was like I mean now I know like because you're you weren't very discreet about it and um, he's like I don't really know I just kind of have to process knowing that that happened even though I said it was okay and then you know come to find out his boundaries were like I don't really want the details well looking back now do you feel like you should have been more sensitive do you feel like that no I don't think it would have came down the way I wanted it to if I was more sensitive about it so did he have a desire to go on his own as well or did he have more of a desire to bring someone in the picture with you he um slept with other people also we did our own things mostly we had like a couple nights together yeah. but we were, we were very like individualistic people and I mean we loved each other but we we did our own thing a lot well I, I just want to almost humanize what you went through because I I feel like people put this bubble around your relationship like oh they're the crazy people fucking everyone but it's like it can it no, can be it was, really great for it a was relationship awesome. it was and I think great. people envied that and that's why people might say it's you know a bad thing because they aren't doing it (laughs) no there was nothing bad about it I think that is why we stayed together for so long because we were very different people I'm very outgoing I like to go out dancing I like to meet people he's extremely introverted and likes to be home watching documentaries about space and that's like my version of hell I'm like I want to go out dancing and talk to a bunch of people I'm never going to see again and that was his version of hell so by us being open I could go out and meet people like it's like I tried to explain it to people like friends you have your friend that you go out with and you go out drinking with and then you have your girlfriend that you call to do like face masks in home with like you have friends for different reasons that you enjoy doing different things with and that's how we were we had relationships with other people that we enjoyed doing other things with like I had guys that I would go out dancing with and he had girls that he would stay in and watch tv with and it you, was awesome. You both are just very, like, so- socially, I have I was always envious of how social you were. You just had this big friend circle, and you seemed to to navigate that very well, whether it was yeah. emotionally, sexually, or not, and I think you just got to this, where, this point where you just wanted so much for yourself, and it was weird when you came out and were so not weird, but it was interesting how you came out and were so honest about your relationship. I think you guys did like article. Yeah, kind of- I had a blog at the time, and because Charlotte is how Charlotte is, I got a text from a number that I didn't have saved about asking if I was in an open relationship, and I was like, "Well, cat's out of the bag," because we both have pretty decent followings yeah. for Charlotte. So we didn't tell people for a long time because we didn't want it to affect our businesses or anything which now I don't care at I can, all yeah but I can relate the time, to that at the time I was like it's something taboo and right. you don't really want and I didn't want people, people to know. judge yeah. us or think that they that we weren't a valid couple because we explored other people yeah. and, but, and I, I mean, don't we, expect anyone to understand either because it's fucking complicated yeah and, and it's yeah. different 
it's different every day. Like your boundaries are allowed to change with open relationships and polyamory there. You can, you can be comfortable with one thing one day and then not as comfortable the next day. And you can be jealous one day and not be jealous the next day. You know, relationships and feelings change so much. And I was, we were both very just worried about people judging us or talking about us or not thinking that we were valid as a couple. But once it was out, we just went on a blog and released a statement that was like, we are open. We love each other. It was like a, it was like a frequently asked question thing, I think. But tell me what Paul, how do you say that? Polyamorous. Tell me like what that word is because I, I just say open relationship, but it. I'm not good with the terms. I just know what I like did and what I do now. And I polyamorous is like having multiple relationships with people. Okay. Polygamy is like the religious one. I'm pretty sure. So what's the thing where you don't really see gender when it comes to love? I guess that doesn't um, have that's to. That's like pansexual. Yeah, okay. That's what I was yeah. thinking. I guess with the P's like pan and yeah. poly. Because yeah. I feel like you're pansexual. I, yeah, maybe? I guess. I don't know. i I'm just. Doing I mean, labels I want are stupid labels. Yeah, labels are dumb. Yeah, just kind of do whatever with whatever. I definitely like call myself bisexual, but I'm right. pretty much a free flowing. But I think we're just whatever. all bisexual. I think you know? so too. I think <laughs> we're all just a sexual. <laughs> yeah. Oh so. man, so open relationship polyamory. I think they're kind of inter- to me they're interchangeable. I don't want to offend anybody who's super right. into like the labels and lifestyle and quote it wrong cuz I don't really know. And I'll go ahead and say this. Kenzie and I are just two people talking, you guys. I'm sure whoever's listening will have, you know, judge what we say, but we are two humans yeah. having a human experience who are sharing it and there's nothing wrong with being honest and no. if if you guys have any questions about what we're talking about you know oh, yeah D- slide it, into the dm slide in. <laughs> it might take me a minute but i'll try and get back to you asap because <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge advocate for if you're trying to open up your relationship and try something in a like healthy consensual way i've definitely had a bunch of conversations about about it a lot of them being like People are like, I want to have a threesome, but I never want to see the girl again. I'm like, she's a human being, too. You can't just, like, get some strange and send her on her way. I mean, you can. There are definitely situations where it works out, but you all have to be aware of everyone's feelings. And I'm sorry to interrupt, but I've had that situation happen where, you know, do they stay the nine? Do you make them breakfast? Or sometimes they're more comfortable grabbing an Uber. And I think, again, it's just communication. It depends on who it is, too. Definitely does. So what, when did the word divorce come up in your relationship? Like, what was the red flag? It was super casual, honestly. It was, our divorce was, like, way chill. It was awesome. We weren't married for very long at all. Um, He, we just changed a lot as people. You changed so much from 18 to, how old was I when I got divorced? 22. And he's, he's eight years older than me, so he was, like, 30. But he, um did a lot of personal growth like with ayahuasca and stuff and it just changed him as a person a lot and I changed as a person a lot and 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 he's personally told me a little bit about that and I respect that immensely like so proud of the human he is and he's honestly one of the smartest people I've ever encountered and I I can't even keep up yeah it's like we started talking about books in the tattoo shop and I was like he's this guy's great (laughs) like intellectually 
super cool and very talented so talented too but it it made my heart break a little bit when i read on the internet that it was over i was like this is like a reality show like the couple that we all want to be is well we looked really good together we looked great together hadn't really been connecting on a romantic level at all or a sexual level he just wasn't he straight up wasn't into sex and sex is very important to me and he, i mean it wasn't always like that it was well that was kind of the red flag i yeah. guess like okay something's up yeah let's talk about it he he just changed a lot i changed a lot and um we were literally sitting on the couch one day and i had been thinking about it and i was just like really um, you were like this is the like the thought just kind of kept creeping yeah and i was like so like when our lease is up do you want to get a separate apartment and he was like yes like relief like i could see it on his face and i was like do you want to like maybe get separated and he was like yeah and i was like do you want to get divorced and he was like yes and i was like all right and we literally fist bumped our wedding rings took them off and took the dogs on a walk that's so (laughs) bittersweet though yeah no i mean it still is like I love him. I will always love him. But just because okay. we didn't work out in a romantic marriage way doesn't mean that we can't maintain a friendship relationship, you know. And we've never even come close to crossing that line yeah. of intimacy again. Yeah. You know? Like, I've we've hung out countless. We just filed our taxes because we have to yeah. drive, like, an hour. And we just went and did that together. And we have to, like, explain to our accountant, we're not married anymore. We just do this together because it makes the drive You gotta love when you can make it work because you see adults with kids making it work, but you never really see young, younger kids getting divorced and being cool after, you know, not calling you a kid or anything, but y'all were kind of like, you know, little babies. 22 and he's 30. So what advice would you give to a girl what was I going to ask you? What advice would you give as someone be like going through a divorce at that age? Like if you could have done it all over, would you have not been so open like on the internet about what you guys were up to? Like, was there anything you would have changed or would you have just not changed a thing? I think our divorce was so easy because we were, we were in an open relationship. So we were already used to being honest with each other about uncomfortable things. It's hard to be like, Hey, I'm having sex with other people to -hmm. your significant other. Like that's an uncomfortable, unfamiliar conversation. So because we had already been having those conversations for a couple of years, we were used to talking about everything, all of our feelings, every, every weird thing you don't want to talk about. Usually we had talked about everything already. So that made getting divorced so easy for us. Um, the only thing that I would change would probably be I, w- I only posted happy stuff, which I still do because that's social media. Mm-hmm. But when we got divorced, people from fucking Nebraska who had never met us were like, love is fake. Like, this is oh not real. And I was like, yeah. you don't even know us. Which I don't blame you because all I put on the internet is happy stuff. But That makes a lot of sense. You, don't, you didn't see that we don't connect on a romantic level. We were just don't connect on a sexual level. All you see is us getting along, which yeah. is obvious because that's all I'm going to post on the internet because I'm not going to complain about my relationship problems. No one wants to see that. Well, I have to ask you because I think someone has thought the same question, but you have tattoos by him. Is that yeah. weird? When you... I don't think so. I admire him so much as an artist. He has a K on his face for me. Oh. So, <laughs> so he's the one... 
who kind of got fucked over. But um, no, I mean, I have like J's on my body yeah. for him. and So you did get a tattoo for him on your yeah, ring finger. I've been trying to cover it, but it keeps coming back. <laughs> but so, it's okay. So flash forward, you're now in a new relationship. Yes, yeah. And Which ha- we overlapped relationships. My. Okay. Current boyfriend and I were dating while I was married. Which is fucking insane. (laughs) I just think it's insane. I respect it and I love it, but that's (laughs) fucking crazy. I mean, I love it. I loved it. It was dope. (laughs) Do people ever call him like a homewrecker? (laughs) No. And he was really worried about that too because... um, and he's one another great he's man. The you, nicest you pick him well, girl. Thank you. I have, I hold very high standards yes. for what I deserve in relationships, as everyone should. Yes. Um, but he was very like he never wanted to come between us ever. My boyfriend never wanted to come in between me and my husband. He was just very aware of the situation, very comfortable, you know, whatever. So when So do they get along? Yeah, they get along. We were so all cool. friends. <laughs> like, my husband and I, my ex-husband and I had same a... same vibe through and through, yeah. pre-divorce and after. Yeah, we were all friends before, and then I got drunk and had sex with my boyfriend one night, and then we just never stopped having sex, and then we started dating. Anyway, so it all stayed pretty even keel, but when I was like, I, I think that I'm going to get divorced, my boyfriend was like, it's just because of me. Like, oh, I don't ever wow. want you to, like think you have to do something like that for me and I was like no it has nothing to do with you it has want, nothing you know, to do with I'd love to open. ask him if that was like a lot of pressure on him to kind of like emo- emotionally go through that and yeah I don't know I've be never... like man do I have to stick around because you divorced for me I and mean, I'm sure you guys communicate and it's yeah. not like that but no but I'm I mean, just I thinking out loud I can't imagine not having those thoughts I would if I was right. him but he and I Well, we kind of jumped forward because you said he was your boyfriend while you were in a marriage. Like, I know you were open and sexually experiencing things with other people, but it's another level when you actually have a boyfriend and a husband. Oh, yeah. And a girlfriend, if so be it. But that's a lot of responsibility. How the fuck did you do that? (laughs) It was, I don't really know how it happened. I was married and... We, him and I just kept hooking up and hanging out all the time. And then he called me his girlfriend one day and I was like, cause I had never had like a boyfriend on the side. I had dudes I fucked, but never a boyfriend, like actual relationship. Did you have to ask permission for that? To no. Have that title for him? I, pro- I probably should have in hindsight, but it was all new to me too. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of just was riding the waves. Like my boyfriend called me his girlfriend and I was like, are we dating? And he's like, I mean, yeah, like we go on moment. dates and have sex and stuff like I was like I guess you are kind of like my boyfriend and then I did this kind of the same thing with my ex-husband I was like yeah I'm gonna go like hang out with my boyfriend later and he's like oh okay cool and I was like oh sweet okay cool <laughs> like don't That's a crazy. conversation that was fine it was fine so now you've experienced communicating with your ex-husband how to be sexually open how do you go through a divorce now you're with the boyfriend you had from the the previous relationship how do you communicate with him like now that we're together what are our boundaries going to be is exactly like that it's like so what are we doing? <laughs> exactly like that. i'm an idiot <laughs> <laughs> that no that's pretty much because i was like i immediately like freaked out like when i was getting divorced because i was like wow my life is like my plan is messed up now like even though this is the right thing and what i yeah. like now what so i was like talking to my boyfriend I was like what if I just want to like go fuck a dude and he was like oh yeah I don't I'm not really into that like if you and I are gonna do something I'm not into it 
So the the boundaries like change. So did you feel like fuck? I don't want to be. You know, I still want to be as open as I was. Or did it feel good to, to just be? I don't know. Um, did I mean, you, I guess there's... did you feel stuck or? No, no, not stuck. I mean, I was definitely like, ah, like there went the slutty era, like the like fucking around. Do you era. feel like you were having your cake and eating it too? Oh, absolutely. In a way? I definitely was a hundred percent. But I was very honest about it. Everyone I had sexual encounters with knew my situation. I was not shady about anything ever. So yeah, I was yeah. having my cake and eating it too. But I was doing it in a responsible, respectable, wearing that, condoms, yeah. being a sexual yeah. like getting tested for stds like i was responsible about it i wasn't a shady dude who's like got a girlfriend and a side mm. piece and they don't know about each other and like psa if anyone's interested in this kind of relationship condoms yeah. get checked be just be safe you know i, I think that, yeah. uh, that everyone knows that but i think it's important it's, to it say. is important to say like, and that leads me into my other concern when you're having a threesome how does your boyfriend have sex with the girl using a condom? Because then he can't put it in you. It's It can get complicated. Yeah, it definitely gets complicated. Um, I've definitely not been as responsible <laughs> in threesomes <laughs> as I should be. Usually we're kind of tipsy, yeah. so... We kind of we kind of just go with the flow. Gotten very lucky. Got a good luck streak. <laughs> yeah. So can you like really come when you're having a threesome? Um, it usually takes like a couple of times for me to be like comfortable with the girl or whoever. But yeah, I mean, I for me, I, I get them. so invested in making sure everyone else is okay and oh. everyone else is comfortable that I'm like I don't even have a desire to come because I'm so focused on this beautiful being and giving her Aww. the best experience and I and, and when I've tried I, I think it's mental like there's yeah. just a mental block there because I know my man can fuck me good but he can fuck me good any day like right. I she's here for a treat so I want him to uses energy on her and keep this nice flow going yeah. but well it's not all about coming anyway like you can have a great sexual mm -hmm. experience and not come i think like obviously everyone like like wants to come duh but i mean I, it's, it's not I, like I if you thought, don't yeah. come that it's a waste of time like it's still it can still be great but no i'm i'm a pillow princess though like i like to just lay there and <laughs> take it <laughs> Did you ever bring out, like, toys in these experiences? Like, did you ever have a really fun toy experience with another person? Oh, Hitachis are always a fun time. Love them. Should we tell them our secret about the Hitachi? <laughs> sure. Spill the tea. So I'm a Hitachi queen, if y'all didn't know. The first time I ever orgasmed, which is another episode, it was with a Hitachi, and I was well probably past 18 and I didn't know that you could come clitorally <laughs> really yeah so I you know the first time I tried it I thought I was dying <laughs> it's intense I mean that's like zero to a hundred no I mean I'll get into it I feel like I said I could in an hour express my first experience but I lose my hearing when oh, I come yeah. so it kind of goes in and out and I really it scared the shit out of me but Aww. once it was over with I'm like let's do it again I you know, know. <laughs> addicted so I get this Hitachi and I'm like why doesn't 
it, whatever happened to me, I was like, everyone needs to have it happen to. So I started asking my friends, like, you know, I know you have sex, but have you ever, like, used something like this? And they were like, no. And I'm the type of person to just buy it for them. Mm-hmm. So a few years passed, and I probably mailed out 10 Hitachis <laughs> to people. And I think you were one of them. I think, yeah, you sent me one. Yeah. <laughs> it died. It caught on fire. What the my fuck? My wire got... <laughs> Jesus Christ, you were... This- <laughs> This was We're like, using it in the car. <laughs> no, like in bed. The one of the the wire got um bent and Jesus straight Christ. up like caught on fire. But it's okay. I, I bought another one. We're good. <laughs> Did you buy the real deal? I don't know. It's over there. Well, so you guys know the the real ones like the old school plug in the wall. Oh yeah, like that's don't the get one. the one that's cordless. It doesn't have enough power. No. Get yourself an extension cord. <laughs> It's that whole deal. It's life changing. It's so when I got it for you, do you remember trying it like for the first time or? Um, yeah, like I've never bought another vibrator since it's took it. I tell everyone too. it is my favorite thing in the world. I love it. I swear by it. You should feel my heart rate right now. It's like, (laughs) let me feel it. (laughs) I'm about to say, oh my God. Do you remember when we were texting and you asked for a video of yeah, me? Yeah, and you sent me one. <laughs> I remember it. It was... Do you still have it? No, no, I don't. I wish I did. <gasps> but it was like the most personal masturbation video I've ever received in my life. It was amazing. I loved it. That was one. I don't think I've ever sent a masturbation clip to someone and been so vulnerable. Because when you come with a Hitachi, it's, it's explosive, intense. literally. And <laughs> I, I had to ask you if you remembered that. Um, because... Yes, I remember. It was like the greatest thing that ever happened to me. I can like see it if I close my eyes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was definitely impactful. It was beautiful. So have you brought the Hitachi out in like threesomes? Yeah, doesn't it make it so much better? <laughs> yeah, it makes it makes especially everything especially if better. they haven't tried it and they usually can't handle yeah. it. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I'm like bitch, watch and learn. <laughs> No, but like you said, being in the corner, and sorry, I keep interrupting. I'm just really excited, and it's all good. I I had an experience where the girl couldn't get me off. I mean, she was. I don't. She probably hadn't been with that many women, and women are complicated. And if you hadn't, you probably just do what you think. You know. Anyways, so it was happening, and I just wasn't even feeling it. And that was the first time I did kind of sit down and watch, and I just grabbed my Hitachi and. It was like I was filming spank bank material in front of me, yeah. and I still pull that for masturbation until this day. Yeah, that's my, like, favorite thing. I can't even, like, my favorite thing in threesomes is, like, a girl eating me out and, like, getting railed from the back. That's my be- the best thing because I can, like, see it. But I can't even watch it unless I want to yeah. come because it makes me come so quick. Have- I love it. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever ex- you like experienced with like strap-ons? No, all? I was just talking about that with a friend the other day. Actually, That's on my list. me too. Wanna? It's like, come on, <laughs> me it's, too. But, but it's I hard to bring it, it out. Like, no, and I also want to do it with someone I like have fucked around with yeah, for a while. Yeah, because I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna be good at this. We gotta, we gotta have some repertoire. Like, I don't want right. to bring a new girl in and be like. Hi, I'm gonna amateurly fuck yeah. you with this thing, you know. Well, I saw at thehornystoner.com they make these strapless 
strap-ons. Oh yeah. So you, I've you seen can, those on the on the the porn yeah. hubs. But I'm scared it would like fall out, but it does seem a little more less abrasive. I don't know what the oh, word wow. is. But I don't know. It's a lot. I want to try it. <laughs> I'll get there at some point for oh, sure. Oh man. It kind of looks exhausting. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. I it's like, how do you teach someone how to thrust? I, I, I feel know. like it's such a male That's thing. Why I feel like it has to be well, with I guess someone it doesn't you have know to well. be a male thing. Because it's kind of like when you hump your pillow or something. God, I haven't done that in a, in a minute. So when was like the, can you remember the very first time like as a, as a child? Yeah, it was like with, I was like making out with like a horse stuffed animal. Dude, why? I don't know. How, I feel like I've heard that a million times, like my ho- horse stuffed animal or some sort of, let's, I, horse girls, man. Dude, I, I was know. way too religiously sheltered to even, uh, I'm so jealous. I wish <laughs> I just humped everything. I missed out on so much. I don't, I don't think that you're missing out. <laughs> it's Okay. But yeah, I mean that was my like first. Like how old innocent. are you? I don't I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Probably too little to be doing it for sure. But, but your parents were always pretty. My mom open like and... sold sex toys growing what? up. Dude, yeah. I need to hang out with your mom. Yeah, she's pretty rad. Yeah, she sold like um like a pure romance kind of situation. It wasn't pure oh, romance, cool. it was like slumber parties or something. So but sex was never a taboo topic in my house. It was always just very, like, if you have questions, you can ask. Like, it was never weird. My, like, I, my mom like, used to vacuum naked and stuff. And, like, I remember sitting in the bathroom with her while she would, like, shave her pubes and shit. Like, it was just never weird. Yeah. Or That's a great way to parent. Yeah. Like, I don't want people to think, like, it's creepy or anything. No, it, yeah. it wasn't. Like, it no, because was it was just, totally just bodies. Yeah. I, I totally would raise potential yeah. children that way. Oh, absolutely. I never had I think I'm so sexually wound up because I it was so repressed in my family and it was I mean my sex talk was when I had my period and my mom showed me how to put a tampon in and she's like and that's where the penis goes and I'm like I'm bleeding why are you telling me this now this is painful and uncomfortable and I never want to have sex yeah no it wasn't like that for me like it is still not I still have very open conversations about sexuality and sex with not not my dad anymore but you know I him and I used to talk like if I ever had questions about boys and stuff I never felt weird about asking my dad but um when my mom found out or I told her that Jeremy and I or my ex and I were open um she was just we talked about monogamy and how she didn't think that humans were monogamous creatures and stuff and how it's a choice. Like, we we still have very open conversations about sexuality and sex. Dude, last night, I told my dad that we were pretty open. And he was cool with it. I think he was a little proud. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, we're just a... I think we all have it deep down within us, but it's it's rare yes. that we open a little more about it. And Especially with your parents. Yeah, like, I was like, I'm actually going to talk about it on a podcast tomorrow that you are not going to be listening to. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. So let's, you know, I want to wrap up, but I want everyone to know what you're doing now, which makes you a badass entrepreneur and where, like, you are in your life right now in your perfect little Kinsey world. Oh, I mean, it's it's not perfect, but it's it's pretty great. Um, yeah, I, I own a salon. It's 
called Explicit Salon in Camp North End. Explicit Salon. Explicit, <laughs> which is like kind of dirty. I like it. <laughs> um, but it's in Camp North End in Charlotte, North Carolina. Do you do any full-purpose hair salon things you need? Basically, it's a badass salon, and you don't see, like, rainbow unicorn hair everywhere, and y'all fucking kill it when yeah. it comes to, like, alternative and crazy colors. And Yeah, yeah, that's definitely my specialty. And then we have a dreadlock specialist in there and really good men's cuts, and we do a lot of um, community outreach stuff. Like we just did a thing with special needs teens where we got cool. them ready for a red carpet event they had. Just a lot of good Charlotte. So how does it feel life. to be 24 and a business owner in it's Charlotte? It's insane. I feel I just am having a crisis because I'm like, <laughs> what do I do now? I think I you and me call each it. other all the time. I have a panic attack once a week. <laughs> I fucking love and hate this. What's wrong with me? I know. I'm very grateful that you can yeah. relate. But yeah, just posting nudes, posting hair, Make encouraging everyone to live dream. their best life. So if you don't follow Kinsey already, it's at Kinsey the Happy Fairy. And she's on Instagram. Where else are you on? Uh, that's about it. <laughs> wow. Way I'm to trying... broaden the horizon. I know. <laughs> Let me think. Do I... I'm playing a lot of Pokemon Go these days. Add her on Pokemon Go. <laughs> Catch some Pokemon with Kinsey. If that, if that how it works. <laughs> I mean, yeah, essentially. <laughs> well, thank you, everyone, for listening. As you know, make sure to hit that subscribe button. And we will see you guys on episode three next week. Bye, guys. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to let us know on Facebook and Instagram at Slutrepreneur, spelled S-L-U-T-R-E-P-R-E-N-E-U-R. You can also write in questions, send us slutty stories, or reach out to be our next sponsor by emailing Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. And remember, every time you leave a five-star review on iTunes, a unicorn has an orgasm. Bye guys.